I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. to Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. Are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm tired. I just finished a long, long, long seven-mile walk, so my little, little legs are tired. Aw. What's the weather like out there? Fucking hot and humid and humid. (laughs) Fucking hate humidity. I can do anything but humidity. Like, especially like the masks. Like, I am not one to complain about wearing a face mask while like doing anything. But today was the first time where it's like I was having it on. And I was just like, you know, because it's like they recommend that they're like, you know, you can take it off when you're exercising, but I'm just, it, it's perfect for me because especially like if I'm in the sun or something, like it protects my face from sunburn because I burn like a motherfucker. So any protection's good protection. But I was just like, dang, it's it's hard to breathe a little in this. But I was just like, I have like three more miles to go. I'm good. And I made it, so... Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, how's uh, how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. You know, like nothing much going on, but that's fine with me. That's good. Did you see all the videos or pictures of uh, Disney World opening? It's infuriating. <laughs> I know it's so bad. Like I, like, I can't uh, even look at it. Like I, genuinely, I think it's disgusting, and I think everybody going there should be ashamed of themselves. And I think Disney, like as a company, should be fucking ashamed of themselves. It's despicable. You know, I was proud of Disneyland for like being like, "Hey, never mind. We're only gonna open Disney Downtown Disney," but. Seeing, like, the amount of people is insane. And there was this picture that's, like, still fresh in my head of uh, people getting in line for uh, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which is, like, one of the 
most popular attractions at the Magic Kingdom and people just standing so close to each other that they could like practically smell each other. And it just, I don't think that people get it. And it's like, I understand. No, like I don't understand. Like I know how magical and fun going to the Disney parks are, but right now, you know, you should be at home or you should be not at Disney. Like it just, it's so bad. And, you know, just seeing all their characters dressed up and, the fact that they're not wearing masks too. Like I saw someone say that like, you know, all the princesses are out like waving to everyone and getting really close to everyone and no one's wearing a mask. And it's just, ugh. it just, it's sad. Like the seeing that kind of shit should make me excited, but it, it doesn't. And I'm kind of glad that it doesn't because it shows that, you know, I'm taking this really serious. You know, I'm taking all the precautions needed. I'm staying at home. I'm making sure that I'm not doing anything fucking dumb like going to a Disney park. Like, I'm pretty content with myself and my decisions right now. It's just, it's so fucking selfish and gross. Like, especially in fucking Florida, which already has, like, record numbers. It's it's morally reprehensible and like I, it, it is the sort of thing where I'm like, I would never like want to go to a Disney park ever after this. It's fucking despicable. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the cases will increase, especially after the Fourth of July weekend. Like seeing how many people were out, you know, at rivers and lakes and different. Like seeing all the pictures of people at like water parks or just it's it's crazy. It's like people are just, you know, pretending that this isn't a thing anymore when in fact it really is. And that there are more cases like, do you know how fucking hard it is to go find somewhere to get tested for this right now? Like, do you guys fucking know it is so hard. And the fact that it's so hard means that this thing is spreading. This thing is real. And if you don't think it's real to get the fuck out of here, stop listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, it just, it's, it sucks and it's infuriating. And this is a great way to start off a podcast is just yelling frustrations. Happy 150th episode. <sighs> yes, for all of our friends who wear masks in public and respect social distancing, thank you so much for listening to us the past 150 episodes I still can't believe that we have accomplished recording this many podcasts and it's been a hell of a ride. We have absolutely nothing planned because we don't because we fucking suck. But it's episode 150. Yay. We do suck, but that's okay. I mean, at least we're here. At least we're recording. Like, we mostly do this podcast every single week. So that's, like, a pretty big accomplishment. Like, it's pretty rare to find a podcast that really does record every single week. Like, I don't think the Sith List has ever missed a week. And the Sith List has gone through, you know, weddings and having children and... Well, yeah, but they also have, like, they also have, like, ten people on that podcast, so if somebody's not there, it's not that big of a deal. I, 
I still can't believe just how many people they keep adding. Like, they're going to turn into, like, the fucking Avengers by, like, episode, like, 300. Like, there's going to be, like, Thor is going to be on. There's going to be a Captain America. There's going to be a Groot. There's just going to be someone that just says, I am Groot, like... I don't know. Like, there's just so many of them. And we've just kept it, you know, just just the two of us the past 150 episodes, which has been great. You know, we've had some wonderful guests along the way, such as, you know, Eric Struthers, Jesse McGarity, Haas, Chris Fresh, like so many of our lovely friends, uh, my brother, my boyfriend, Carlos from The Sith List. We need more guests. We need to have a Canto Bite Dispatch party. We need to do that before um, the date of when Celebration was supposed to happen. Fan, I gotta say, I'm really, like, I'm super bummed we can't see people this year. I'm really bummed, too. Like, I I feel like I kind of try to, you know, put that, in the, put that in the back of my head because there's just so much going on right now. And, you know, I'm focused on so much. You know, I'm still working, you know, worried about getting infected, you know, dealing with life itself. And it just, it, it truly sucks that, you know, I can't get together with my friends and celebrate Star Wars. And, you know, I was really excited to see all my friends selfishly because, like, I have changed so much in the past year, you know, health-wise, mental health-wise. And I was just so excited to, you know, spend time with my friends and, you know, have a good time, you know, feeling confident about myself, feeling confident about, you know, everyone around me. So it just, it really sucks. And I wanted to show off that my hot rock and bod that I've been working on. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've shared with anyone, but like I've lost like 60 pounds in the past, like, seven months so that's great like that's a real fucking accomplishment i feel fucking good about myself and i was so excited to just flaunt my beautiful pale body at celebration (laughs) no i was just i just i I hate sitting here be like look at me but i just i'm so proud of just what i've accomplished and i just i wanted to go to celebration and be excited that you know i'm with my friends because i just I've always struggled with, you know, with body image and shit. And finally I'm at a point in my life where it's just like, I'm good. Like, I'm good with myself. And I wanted to, you know, show all those around me and be like, hey, like, there's nothing better than feeling good about yourself and feeling good about the people that you surround yourself with. And it definitely sucks that, you know, we all can't be together. But I mean, hope to God that, two years that we can do that and just have a great fucking time yeah just i mean there's something about it being two years which just feels like such a long time yeah a lot can change in two years and especially with star wars like (sighs) i don't know but it's it's going to be a long two years. Oh, do you see that Solos on Disney Plus? No. 
Disney Plus, the Twitter account will not shut the fuck up about it. And like, that's the only thing. Like, I, I get it. Like, if you like Solo, like, great, fantastic. Don't listen to the next two minutes. But just, I just hate being constantly reminded of all the things that disappointed me in that movie. <laughs> I watched, I watched like, and maybe like 45 minutes of it a couple weeks back on Netflix. Why'd you stop? Because I was bored. <laughs> Where did you stop at? I don't even remember. I mean, it was, it was like, it was almost a month ago now, so I don't really remember. I'm really good at like Star Wars trivia. And I swear, if like someone was like asking me questions about Solo, I don't think I could answer any of those questions correctly. Like, I don't even think I remember everyone's names. Oh, I definitely don't. Like, I don't remember the planets that they were on. I don't remember like why they were doing the things they did. <laughs> like, all I remember is that Kathleen Kennedy apparently didn't like the director's socks. So that's why she fired. That is just the most ridiculous story that was spread about how she didn't like the way that they tucked their socks in or something. That was or... just a, it was just a quote as an example of her not liking these people. I don't know why that's something that people latched on to. I don't know either, but just or it's like... specifically a thing that you have latched on to. I just, I just always remember like the socks and I'm just like, I don't think that Kathleen's that kind of person. Like, I get it. Like sometimes just people don't get along. They don't have the same, you know, ideas of what they want a movie to be like and cool. They leave. Then Ron Howard comes in and, you know, bless Ron Howard. He's done great films like The Grinch and Apollo 13. Okay. The Grinch is terrible. But just solo, like my dude, Ron, like. It wasn't it, my friend. It wasn't it. But he did the best that he could. And uh, I just, and then I was scrolling Twitter and I saw the image of Maul. And I just don't think <laughs> that buffed up non CGI Maul in real life. Like, I just, it, it wasn't my favorite Maul. But <sighs> I don't know. You live and you learn. You watch solo or you don't. But either way, it is all good. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is at the top of the box office. There's a box office? Well, I mean, no. That's why Empire Strikes Back is at the top of it. Because the box office doesn't exist? I mean, basically, yeah. Because it's all, like, reissues of shit. So are people just, like, purchasing? Like, going on, like, Apple movies and, like, No, no, this is, like, there are theaters that are open. And there's, like, drive-ins and shit. There are theaters? Oh, yeah, the drive-ins. That's right. Apparently, it was showing at 483 locations. Wow, good for Empire Strikes Back. That'd be a cool movie to see at the drive-in if it was deemed safe in your area. Like, there's nothing like going to, like, a drive through movie, you know, getting your favorite snacks. Like, I've been weird with my snacks. Like, I've just, like, give me, like, a whole watermelon and I will, like, eat that in, like, a couple days. Like, I just, I want to sit there, like, in my car with, like, a nice cold 
think of watermelon or some other snacks or like some other fruit or something and just like live it up. And I'm glad that some of these people have been living it up watching a Pirate Strikes Back, hopefully safely, social distancing and et cetera, et cetera. But good for that movie. It's a good film. I've, I've never been to a drive-in. Oh, really? Well, no, I mean, there just weren't any like around me growing up. And now I fucking live in New York City and I don't even like know anybody with a car. But that still trips me out. Like New York is like just like a very. Well, I mean, there's like, I mean, you can go to a drive in, but you're going to have to drive a while because there's not like space for that here. True. True, true. But what other movies were in the box office? Um, I've not seen an actual list, but um, I know like the other things that have reissued, like Ghostbusters, and I think Jurassic Park. I still have never seen Ghostbusters. What the fuck are you talking about? I've told you this. I've never seen no, Ghostbusters. No, you have not told me that. I've told you that. I've never seen Ghostbusters. Like, I've seen a little bit of, like, the second Ghostbusters, and it was, like, really weird because, like, there was this, like, woman with a child and, like, some, like, I think a ghost stole the child or something, and it kind of reminded me of uh, Labyrinth, but... Yeah, I've never seen it. Like, I only hear the song every once in a while at work. Like, I know Bill Murray's in it. Like, that's all I know. And that they fight ghosts. I know that. And then, like, they have this thing that looks like a vacuum cleaner. And, like, I don't know what they do with it. Like, if they just, like, vacuum up ghosts. Like, I don't know. I don't. Okay. Does your boyfriend listen to this podcast? I think so. Carlos, make your fucking girlfriend watch Ghostbusters, buddy. He always, I mean, he's always like, hey, let's watch this movie. And like, uh, I have to be mentally prepared for it. You don't have to be mentally prepared for Ghostbusters. It is a comedy about ghost busting. Yeah, but. No, no, there's no but there. It's a Halloween you don't have to be emotionally movie. or like mentally prepared for Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. You just want fucking watch Ghostbusters. It's like watching like like the holiday Snoopy movies and like uh, the opposite holidays. Like you know, watching no, like the no, Great first Pumpkin. Of all, first of all, first of all, you don't fucking know what it's like because you've never fucking seen it. It's not a Halloween based movie. It's just a movie about ghosts. Okay. And the busting of said ghosts. I almost feel bad for like the ghosts that are like good ghosts, you know, that they're like, they might be like, bo- like busting the wrong ghost. Again, you don't know what you're fucking talking about because you haven't seen the goddamn movie. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll watch Ghostbusters. I'll try to watch Jesus it by the end of this week. Emily won't even look at me right now, guys. I'm she so won't annoyed. even look at me. It's not even 30 minutes into this episode. She's already annoyed with me. <laughs> I'm really I'm really upset by this news. <laughs> I don't know. Like what is in in the past like 150 episodes, what has upset you the most? Exclu- I mean, it's, excluding it's, it's, this. Oh, I don't know. There's probably been a lot. But 
This bothers me. <laughs> Emily, a lot bothers you. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> no, maybe the time when I mis- mistaken The Shining for... I mean, there's a lot. There's like the I mean, Shining the stuff. Sense in The Shining was hilarious. But... You know, we can go back to Pangea. You know, there's always, you know, the times when... I wouldn't watch something or like I forget to watch something or um, I haven't watched a movie. I think that's like the lot of like that's where a lot of Emily's frustrations are with me is the fact that I haven't watched a lot of movies and the movies I have watched are including Star Wars films. And oh, you know what I have been watching is I have you ever watched Avatar The Last Starbender? No. I think you would really like that. I don't like the animation. You like the animation? Oh, that's fair. I can't. I have a real hard time. I'm very, very, like, picky when it comes to animated shows. And, like, animated drama rarely works for me. Like, I just, I can't get into it. It's such a good story, though. Like, I think he would really like the story. And ironically, one of the big time guys that helped create and direct this is our lovely friend Dave Filoni. It's funny because I'm going back and watching these old episodes and the ones where I'm like, God, this was a good episode are the ones that Filoni directed. And this is like kind of where he got his start. But if you watch the Mandalorian uh, documentaries, like the first like two episodes, like he shares his like backlog of where where he worked. I think he did King of the Hill first and then Avatar and then Clone Wars. And then I'm noticing that some of the voice actors from Avatar made their way to Clone Wars. Like I know that D. Bradley Baker who plays all of the clones had some minor roles in Avatar. So that's kind of cool to realize. Hmm. But if anyone listening hasn't watched Avatar The Last Airbender, I highly recommend it. Like, it's such a good story. It's such a good, like, family show, too. Like, one of my best memories with my dad is, you know, sitting on the couch, like, watching, like, the big finale episodes, like... We loved the shit out of that show when I was little. And even mm-hmm. now still. So watch it with your kids. Watch it with your lovers. Watch it with, you know, your friends, your family. Like, Except highly... don't do any of that now. Because. Yeah. I mean, only if you're living pandemic. with your lovers. Only if you're living with your lovers, your family, your friends. If you live with your friends. Yeah. Watch it together. Or you can do like the Skype thing where it's like you have them on the phone. You're like, hey, lover, we're going to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. You're going to press play. Three, two, one, go. Is that what you call Carlos, by the way? Is that how you refer to him? No, I don't. Okay, because I was going to say that's weird. I don't like it. (laughs) No. It's funny, though, because like when I say lover or something, he does like the Taylor Swift lover thing. And he's like, lover. That's what it reminds me of when I when I say love her. I think of that song, which is actually not one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Sorry, Eric Struthers. But yeah, watch the show. Love the show. Tell me what you think about the show. And 
we'll go from there. All right. <sighs> well, we have some great news, some great awaited news that I am surprised and delighted to be sharing with you all that we have finally received Steele's Fuck, Mary Kill. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of disappointed because I really enjoy giving him shit for stuff and now I can't right now. This couldn't have come at a perfect time, Steel. You know, our 150th episode. I'm surprised it came so soon. I don't know what to say other than thank you. And I am excited to listen because there are literally two separate little documents. And I don't know which one to click first. I mean, probably the one that says one. Oh, <laughs> I thought those were just letters. <laughs> okay, so I am going to play this right now. Of course, it's it's going to the cloud, and it's probably going to say, do you want to download this? I'm going to say, yeah, download. All right. Here we go. All right, you guys. It is Steel here from the Steel Wars podcast. How you doing, Brittany Brown? Miss your buddy. Hey, Emily Lind. I um, had had a phone issue this week. I just got my phone back on, so I haven't caught up on my podcast. So, oh, I don't know. I feel like I should just miss the last episode. Just. I feel like my ears may have been burning. Or worse yet, I wasn't even mentioned for not sending in this um, fuck, marry, kill. But here it is, you guys. Okay. FMK. Just. This is just going off listening to you guys in the last few weeks talk about your love for Disney Gallery. So, FMK, Dave Filoni, the man under the hat, (laughs) John Favreau, the new George Lucas, or is Dave Filoni the new George Lucas, and John Favreau is the new, new George Lucas, and then, just to spice it up a little bit, let's go in-universe with the Mandalorian's true star, Toro Calacan. Can he catch that bounty on your heart? <laughs> and, you know, even if you kill him, it doesn't matter because he'll, he'll, he's going to come back in the next season. We all know this. So, that is this week's FMK. Do yours. And I want, you know, I like hearing the explanations and then play my next thing. And then that will be my, what I decided after. Because I had, you know, it's seven weeks I've been promising this. I'm just rounding up. Um, so I've had some time to think about it while not sending it in. So uh, 
I'll be back after you guys give us your FMK. Okay. That classic trio of Filoni, Favreau, and Calican. What are you thinking, Brittany? This was a setup. <laughs> well, this is so tricky because, you know, all of these three people and fictional character, um, you know, I, I, I think I think we just have to kill kill Toro. Like, I think that's the smartest thing to do. I think that's the wisest thing to do because he's a bad guy. And he tried to kill Baby Yoda. And he's a very bad bounty hunter. He tried to play the Mandalorian. Which is a bad thing to do. Just all around bad. Like there's nothing good. So he's dead. And. Hmm. Hmm. I think that John Favreau is a nice man. A very nice man. He's been in a lot of things I like. He's done a lot of things I like. So I have to marry him because it just, he seemed just like a nice guy, fun, mm-hmm. awesome. So that leaves Dave. I've already married someone. I've already killed someone. Only one option left. I gotta fuck Dave. Hat on or off? I'm wearing the hat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about you? Uh, Marrying John Favreau. I mean, that's, I think, the only option there. He seems like a fairly good dude and you know he likes he likes he likes movies he likes food i think i can get along with him okay just like chilling watch movies with john favreau i could do that go into some food carts be 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 pretty down for that i am going to say Fuck Toro Calican, because he's maybe, like, super fucking annoying. He's not, like, a bad-looking dude. And I'm going to kill Dave Filoni, because Dave Filoni is the reason we have Toro Calican. And fuck that shit. Yeah, but Dave has brought us so much... Stuff that I don't like? Interesting things. He brought me all sorts of things that I don't like. We wouldn't have Cad Bane. Eh, I would make that sacrifice if it got rid of all the other shit. What if Dave Filoni was the 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 inspiring leader behind the creation of Baby Yoda? Would that change your mind at all? Like, let's say I, that it was Dave that was like, "Hey guys, we should have a Yoda child." Eh. Also, who the fuck actually calls? baby yoda the child only the people in marketing for disney as far as i can tell because i see those verizon commercials and they're like i love the child what the fuck who's the child no no. nobody actually calls him the child it's only the child if you buy one 
than it is if how you, you have to look for it on one. like the Disney store is as the child because that's how it's on their packages. Nobody fucking calls you Baby Yoda the child because it's Baby Yoda. I'm gonna be sad when they give him like a name, you know, because he's not gonna be Baby Yoda anymore. I know. The Baby Yoda cereal came out. Is it good? I need to. I don't know. I have not seen it yet. I need to find a box of it. I don't know. It's probably shitty. It's got you know. It's terrible sugar cereal with marshmallows in it. They all taste the same, but it's got I, Baby Yoda on the box. I was gonna say like, aren't you like a cereal connoisseur? Oh no, I there's a couple cereals. Mostly, I do not eat cereal at all. There's just I like Lucky Charms, and I like um, Reese's Puffs. But I have to eat. The problem with cereal is I cannot stand it the second it gets soggy. So I will eat cereal if I have like 30 seconds and can shovel it all into my mouth. And then I'm done with cereal. Don't you like interesting flavors of cereal? Like avant-garde cereal? What the shit is avant-garde cereal? Like... I'm going to need an example. Like an, you know how like like candy bars like they have like green tea Kit Kat bars. Uh huh. Like, don't they have that with like cereal where it's like you put just different flavors, but like weird flavors. I don't think they have any weird flavors of cereal. There are like some like cash and flavors of cereal, like you know, like they make like like the good old like powdered sugar donuts but a cereal but they're not you know like it's just shit like that hmm. interesting but shall we get to I mean I want to get to Steele's fuck Mary kill but like I, I feel like it's so predictable like well I don't know where I don't know how how the Fabs versus Filoni is necessarily gonna go. And I want to hear his reasoning for it. Me too. Oh, definitely me too, but it's it's like it's a 50-50 of if he's gonna fuck Toro or marry Toro. I would think marry him, but ah, pause. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it is his like favorite person. That is. But is that what you guys into what he has to say? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. So here's what I went with. Fuck I had to go with Toro Calica. Yes, I knew it. Because what an experience. <laughs> be as fast as he is in the bed as he is with the master Ooh. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or yeah, not yeah I don't think it is anyway Toro you get in the big F Mary I decided just because like marriage is for life you guys and I just feel like Filoni would just have Star Wars stories for days about going to get chocolate shakes with George Lucas on lunch break and all that sort of stuff. So 
just for the classic Star Wars stories that I will never tire of. I'm marrying Filoni. And then I've, I have no ill will. I have a lot of respect and admiration for John Favreau. I think he's, I'm enjoying what he's doing with Star Wars. But just by process of elimination, like I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to fuck him. I don't want to marry him. So, solid K. So, um, there you go. Thank you guys so much. Love the podcast every week when I'm not being besmirched. And I'll enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Steele. I didn't. I didn't know that he hated John Favreau so much. But other than that, well, I don't. I just don't think that he could kill Filoni because Filoni is the one who created Toro. So I think he had no choice. That's true. I respect it. But thank you so much, Steel Saunders. I love the effort. And the passion that you put into these fuck Mary kills. I don't think I've ever met anyone who has put so much passion and just beauty into these voicemails. I appreciate that he is thoughtful about them and gives them the consideration and seriousness that they deserve. He is a wonderful person and friend. Thank you, Steele. Um, do you, I think we have another email. Do you want to just save it for next week? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, do you want to get to Deadwood? Yeah, let's talk about Deadwood. This is episode 10, I believe, Mr. Wu. Mm-hmm. I just watched it this morning. Oh, what'd you think? I mean, it's it's an episode that I've I've seen many times, but I really do enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I don't think I've ever heard cocksucker so much in my life. Dude. Yeah. You hear cocksucker a lot and you hear a whole bunch of really terrible slurs for Chinese people. Yeah, that wasn't really delightful, but Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's you know, it's like it's pointed. Like, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, and it's supposed to be like, Jesus fucking Christ, but it is a lot. Yeah, but I really like Mr. Wu. Yeah, so the basis of this episode is um, Mr. Wu of famously Mr. Wu's pigs, who they feed people to. Uh, <laughs> feed bodies to. They're generally not alive. A great but, um, detail. <laughs> But uh, he comes to Al because he is Al's supply for uh, opium. And somebody has killed uh, Mr. Wu's courier and stolen the dope. And it turns out to be a guy who works for Al along with Leon, the guy who works for Sai, who Al had been paying to do like spy for him, who actually hasn't been doing shit. But you then, like, you get 
Mr. Wu obviously wants Al to kill both of these guys, but there's a problem with that in terms of uh, killing two white people who killed a Chinese guy. And that is the, the like quandary that Al's in, especially since one of the guys works for Psy and Psy's like no fucking way. Yeah, just the whole process of trying to figure out because, you know, he wanted both of them dead and then like they can only kill one. Just like the whole process of finding which one to kill. You know, they tried to do the straw thing, but just one of them was being an asshole. So Al just drowned him in a bathtub. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, that thing is, is Al, like, again, like Al can't kill Leon because Leon works for Psy. So he's got to kill the guy who works from him. Yeah. And it's 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 one of these things that um that Ian McShane is is so great at which is just like complete dead-eyed like cold like when he's killing that guy there is no emotion on his face whatsoever it is fucking terrifying he just looks annoyed more than anything and yeah, it's so funny because there's so much of this which in, in this episode where Al is like in like classic, like really like funny Al form. And like you're just like there's there's tons of, of, of humor in this episode. So when it just suddenly goes to that, it's such even though you know it's coming, it's still such a hard turn. And it's something that that McShane is just like just so, so good. He's such a good performer. I've never seen a man with just like so many facial expressions, you know, just like the blank state or just like him when he gets like really mad or just the way that he says cocksucker or fuck. I love the way he says fuck, by the way. Like he just says it so passionately and just it's so funny. And just the different interactions he has with the characters. Like, you know, when he was asking uh, Doc Cochran about Trixie's spirits and yeah. just the fact that he is still so concerned with how she's doing and everything is just so funny to watch because he tries so hard to play it off that he doesn't give a fuck about anyone but himself. But yes, he does. Yes, he does. Well, also, and, you know, you, you get more of his concern for the, the reverend in this one because he is quickly deteriorating. Um, because he comes into the gem because Al's they've got this new piano and he was like, listen to the music. And Al comes over and has to be like, ah, uh, this is a brothel and I really, you can't, you can't do that this. for business to have you here. And then he like shows up again later and has no memory at all that he and Al have already had this conversation. And you, you get this heartbreaking scene when he goes, uh, when the Reverend goes to um, Saul and Seth and says that he thinks he knows them as his friends, but he's not sure it's really them. And they have to, you know, they have to reassure him that they really are. Yeah, I think out of all the scenes and episodes I watched, I think that everything revolving the reverend these past like couple episodes have been really hard for me like just seeing how much his health has deteriorated and i think that a doc cochran said that he had like a tumor or something like you can tell because his like eye is yeah 
Like his eyes going and he's like, you know, a gong. Like now it's like one of his arms isn't working. And his legs too. Like it's so heartbreaking to watch just that deteriorate. And, you know, a man with so much passion about Christ and, you know, seeing him doubt himself and doubt, you know, what's going on. It's just really hard to see. And uh, these are going to be the hard next episodes to see like what happens next with him like I just I, I just want to see him go like I, I I as much as I love him like I just I can't bear to see him in any more episodes because of just how bad he's doing like I just want him to peacefully go I I hope to God that it's not terrifying or but also like Al too is you know, at first when he was kind of leading him out of the gym, you know, being like, hey, uh, or no, that, that that's the the gem is is Al's, right? Yeah. OK. Yeah. The Bella Union is size. Bella Union. Yeah. Like just him saying that he has a brother that's like him. Like Al can be a very nice guy. But <laughs> the second that he sees him back there, he's like, dude, get the fuck out. Like you can't be doing yeah. this. Yeah, it, like it, that's I just Al's character is such a, fa- a fascinating one. Like, there's so many facets going on there, and I love. There's this great that when he's um, when he's talking with Tolliver about like what they're gonna do about about the um the dope seller getting killed, and and like Sai kind of needles him about like getting on a moral high horse about this. You know, when he's because he's like, well, maybe you shouldn't fucking sell drugs then. And now has this, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a vape, I'm a purveyor of spirits, including, including dope. And when occasion arrives, I'm a thief, but I'm not a fucking hypocrite. And it's just such a perfect encapsulation of that character. He's just so. I love watching him and just getting to know more about Al. Like. Such a fucking guy. So another thing that's going on in these episodes is that like Joni is like actually serious about like starting a brothel, which like I I'm all for like cool. Awesome. But I mean, there's already two brothels anyways. Like, is she just doing this to like get back at Psy or like, I think it's like starting her own place and probably like, because she, she cares about the about the girls at size and so i think she could also be like a like it's a way to get her out on her own but also like she could be like somebody who would take better care of the women who work for her yeah and we'll get we'll get some more i mean that gets um explored a lot more next season um and and we'll bring in a character I am fascinated to see you react to but oh I'm excited wait so also um who was the dude in the top hat was he a character that you were excited for yes 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 that's Mr. Adams like Mr. we're going to see more of, we're going to we're going to see more of him cuz oh. obviously Al has taken at least something of a shine to him cuz he's and, the, and this is what I like is he's somebody who like is slightly um, 
smarter than the other guys that Al has like working for him, you know, like he's like more of a more on top of it than 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 Dan or Johnny, certainly. Um, and so we'll see we'll see a lot more of that. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like his hat. (laughs) It's a good hat. Yeah, but it was sad when he, Al had him take off his hat and he said it looked like his, he said something that looked like his mother fucked a monkey or something. Yeah, yeah. Get a haircut. You look like your mother fucked a monkey. <laughs> I just, where does he come up with this shit? I love it. And then there was a letter that Al got that he got really, really mad about. What did that, what was that about? Okay, so in addition to all of the bribes that they're paying to everybody else in terms of like getting the town annexed, you know, and started. The magistrate was also supposed to quash a warrant against Al because Al killed somebody, I believe in Chicago and the magistrate promised that the money would also go to getting, like, in, in addition to all these other bribes, would get rid of that warrant. Because, you know, right now the warrant's fine because Al's not in the United States. Mm-hmm. But if they get annexed, that he could get arrested on that warrant. So that would, like that needs to go away. And so the magistrate promised that it would, but then this letter was like, uh, actually, it's going to cost you twice as much and for me to take care of that. Hmm. Well, man, hopefully he doesn't get arrested for that. But I mean, like, I mean, we'll we'll probably find out more about that murder, right? Or is that just like a... No, we do. There's a... There's... You do find... I don't... It might... I don't know whether it's like immediately. I can't quite remember. We do eventually get that story. It might be even next week. But I do like when he's talking to Adams about it and they're like making their deal. And... And he and he, he asks Adams, does it does it matter to you that the the man I the person I killed deserved killing every day of his life? And Adam says no. And then Al looks at him for a beat and goes, Good. And I thought it was such a like an interesting on both of those characters. That in terms of like, and I guess for Al, it's like, well, the I, then he just knows that for Adams it's strictly business, and that's a much easier thing to predict but well yeah I'm interested in Adams and Adams is going to stay for a little bit right Uh, he will be around uh, throughout the rest of the series on and off so like what does he do again he well right now he is the he's working for Magistrate Claggart the one who's like he's like He's there to pick up the bribes mm. and go take them back to the guy. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. I'm glad that we're getting more characters. We're getting pianos, characters. That was a nice piano, though. It sounded nice. Yeah, there's only there's only two more episodes this season. Dang. Um, next episode is a really good one for Doc Cochran 
and for for Jewel, who is the the woman who does the cleaning at Al's. Oh the yeah, one, yeah. The one that and, Al was venting to when Tracy went missing. Yeah. Precious. Cool. Is uh, because I thought I read like a synopsis for the next episode. I I think um, Alma's dad is gonna come. Yeah. He's a he's a real piece of work. Well, I noticed that Seth was talking about how beautiful Alma was, so I think they're probably gonna finally fuck next episode. <laughs> Before season two, they're going to fuck. That's my theory. Okay. But next episode, I think they're going to fuck. Because, like, it just, it's inevitable. Like, the way that they fucking look at each other, like, across the room. Like, he has those fuck eyes. He does. Doesn't he? I mean, like, I can't yeah. ask you. But, yeah. Yeah. Like. And hers, like, I, I still don't know about her. You know, like. I'm I'm cautious, but like you know, I'm here for it. I think you'll have more sympathy for her after meeting her dad. Okay, I mean, I figured, but that's the thing with the show is that you know I have these opinions about these characters, but like I find out more about them. Like, I'm really interested in Alma now that her husband's like very very dead, <laughs> and you know I really like Trixie. Like you know. Her helping take care of uh, the little girl. I love that little girl. Sophia. She's adorable. Nothing shall happen to Sophia as long as I fucking live. Okay. 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 Precious little thing. But yeah, I, I really like this show. I really like where this is going. I can't believe that we're almost done with season one. We've made great progress. But yeah, um, got it. I think that's it. I think that we covered everything this episode. Sweet. I mean, there's not, not like there was a lot of news or anything. So there's literally nothing. It's like every time it's my turn to, you know, edit or record, like there's like no news. And I uh, hate no, it. No, there's just not news. Like I go <sighs> digging for stuff every fucking week. Well, you're better than me. So it shows. <laughs> In the in those regards, but well, Emily, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Canted by Pod. You can send us fuck Mary kills like Steel did or regular emails or whatever, and you can send them to cantabytepod at gmail Awesome. And you can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, for listening now, listening, you know, 150 episodes in a row, whatever. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and
and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch with canto bitch number one Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews Fish tacos in San Fran, you know we approve Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruchy dude, I didn't forget This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.